you have your Bibles, turn to Psalm 1. I mentioned a little bit last week, want to talk today about getting a New Year's revelation. Well, this is my opportunity to welcome everybody to 2021. We made it. Once again, the sovereign will of God has allowed you and me to see another year. It's not because we're wonderful, although we are. It's not because we're special, although we are. It's not because of anything inherent in any one of us. We've been allowed to see this new year because God is good. He has heard the cries of our hearts. He has answered our prayers. He has healed our bodies. He has directed our steps. He has prepared the paths before us. He has redeemed our souls by his blood. He has restored the joy that we have in challenging times, and he has revived our outlook on life. Church, God has been good. With all the unique experiences that 2020 brought our way, each one of us can say without hesitation that we have been blessed beyond measure. But at the start of this new year, now millions of people throughout the world will begin in the time-honored annual ritual of making resolutions to commit to different tasks or different endeavors to pursue different things over the next 12 months. Some of those pursuits will be health-related. Some of those pursuits will be financial-related, getting to a better place. Some of them will be linked to spending more time with family, more time with friends and loved ones. There will be some that will be focused on addressing some habits in our lives that we need to get rid of and have needed to get rid of for quite some time. And yet, and I don't want to discourage anyone, it just seems that the overwhelming majority of these annual New Year's resolutions tend to fall by the wayside. Why? Well, if we're honest, most of them are self-propelled. They're self-willed, and they're also self-focused. And again, that doesn't mean that any of them are necessarily bad or that you shouldn't pursue any of these things. They're good things, but they usually start with us. They usually end with us. They usually focus on my strength and my ability, and let alone my resolve, which as human beings, that can wane So today I'm deeply seeking not new resolutions for 2021, but I want to get a new revelation of God for 2021. I want to serve him in 2021. I want to submit that the best revelations, the most accurate um, revelations you and I can get from God, the most true revelations about our lives come from his word. If ever there was a time where God's people needed to be focused and committed and deeply entrenched in the word of God, it's in a day when everything else is just going nuts. I believe God wants to talk to each and every one of us individually. I believe in spending time alone with God in that secret place that you and I can get his mind and he can have our complete attention. 
But when God speaks to me, when I hear that voice, I always want to confirm what I hear. Because how many know all of us hear a lot of things? I always want to confirm what I sense. And that confirmation process comes from his word. I've also been blessed that I also not only go to his word, I also go to many people that I highly respect. One of them being Bishop Smith, who helped confirm God's word in my life. Now, why would I bother going to other people? Because church, I'm not an island. I'm not a person or a word or an inspiration unto myself. God speaks to me. Yes, he does. But he doesn't only speak to me. I'm thankful God speaks to you and God speaks to other people. Catching a revelation from his word will reignite his purpose in your life, will reignite his plans for your life. And that may cause you concern. But let me make this clear. God has a purpose for your life and God has plans for you. Oh, come on, say amen with a little bit more energy than that. God's got plans for you. Most want to say amen after they will. Let's let's look at the plans first. So I want to ask, Lord, reveal yourself to us today. But pastor, where do we start in looking for his purposes, looking for his plans, his revelation for my life as I enter this new calendar year? Again, turn with me to Psalm 1, and I'll begin reading in verse number 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. In his And in his law, he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that springs forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also will not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Somebody say amen. I believe in this passage, God provides for each and every one of us a special revelation for 2021, a passage that starts with something all of us can agree on, all of us want, and that's being blessed. How many, how many want to be blessed today? We want to be blessed. Being blessed is a good thing. I don't know any Christian who could say bad things about that. Aren't you glad for the many blessings that you and I experienced in 2020? Yes, we experienced many challenging times. There may have been many setbacks, but when the scales are measured, when the balance sheet is brought to a close, I came out of 2020 with the blessings of God on the positive side, and I can say God has been good. We need to know that God, that the blessings, they come from God. I'm thankful for the way in which God has blessed me through people, but it's still the bless, the blessor in my life is almighty God. Yet in this passage, we see that while blessings alone come from God, that there are things we can do to set the stage, to prepare the environment, to create an atmosphere in which blessings can flow. Oddly, the psalmist, when he begins this Psalm doesn't begin with the things we should do. He begins with the things we shouldn't do. A blessed person does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. A blessed person does not stand in the path of sinners. A blessed person does not sit in the seat of the scornful. 
Let me break that down. It has amazed me in 2020 how many places people turned for advice. It just, it, 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 it amazed me where people will take advice. Oh, I got this email and it had something that I need to be able to share with millions of people. Where'd it come from? I don't know. Well, who authorized the, the video? I don't know. Well, what are their background and credentials? I have no idea. But you got to read this video because it's good. It has amazed me some of the places we've turned to for advice. Social media, cable news, various celebrities. I will not allow those who do not proclaim the Lord Jesus Christ to advise me alone. Now, I'm thankful for the advice of many people who don't. My primary care physician is not a Christian. Yet, I take his advice on a regular basis. The doctor, who was my orthopedist, who helped me with my back, he never gave me any indication that he was a Christian. He might be. But I create in us a critical spirit. That's a problem. If the voices that we listen to in us, they create a fearful spirit. That's a problem. If the voices that we listen to create in us an angry spirit. Church, that's a problem because God wants us to walk in blessing. God's revelation is for us today. And if this is different from where we're listening, well, then it's time we change channels. In 2021, Lord, reveal to me the blessing and this is going to be a major theme for me in the next over the next few months. The blessing of your people, your church. Now, I'll be the first one to admit. The people of God got issues. Be honest, we got issues. Like I said last week, we're a mess. I didn't expect an amen, but that's okay. I'll be the first one to admit that God's church, in many ways, has come up short with where we need to be. That the church has lost her focus. That the church needs to remember why we're here, why we're not here, and regain our perspective to be God's vessel and vehicle in this day. The church got issues. But I'm also going to be the first one to proclaim how much I love the church. How much I need the church how my walk with the Lord would suffer, literally suffer and be less than it ever could be if I did not have the body of Christ walking with me each and every day. I need God's people. As messed up as we are, I need God's people. But pastor, there's some strange people in church. Welcome, fellow stranger. You see, 2020 created so much isolation. And I do agree that much of the time that we were given in isolation was fruitfully used to be able to allow us to get into that secret place with God and to improve our relationship with him. But I'm glad that as I'm, that I'm, as I'm improving that relationship with the Lord, he's also bonding me together with the people of God. Look at it this way. I want all of Jesus. 
How many want all of Jesus today? I want, which means I want his mind. But how many know that you're his body? Which means I not only want his mind, I want his body as well. Which includes you and I. I'm going to spend a lot of time this year talking about all the places in the New Testament that have the phrase, one another. Because God wants us to be there for one another. He wants us to love one another. He wants us to encourage one another. He wants us to bear with one another. Gee, it seems like if you look at the New Testament, God knew we would have issues with one another. Saints, we need one another. In a day where people are so divided, this can't be the banner for the body of Christ. We need one another. You may have your issues with the church from either your past or maybe even today. I've had mine. But as far as the body of Christ, I will always proclaim, they are my people. You are my peeps. I know that sounded really strange coming from me, but you are. You're my peeps. We need one another. But pastor, do I really need people? Turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, a chapter that talks primarily about spiritual gifts, but gives us insight into some deeper truths. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, I'll begin reading in verse number 20. But now indeed there are many members, yet one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. No, much rather those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, on those we bestow, we bestow greater honor. And our un unpresentable parts have greater modesty. But our presentable parts have no need. But God composed the body, having given greater honor to the part which lacks it, that there should be no schism in the body, that the members should have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. Or if one member is honored, all the members rejoice. What I want to focus on is we cannot say, I do not need you. We cannot say, I do not need church. We cannot say, I do not need the body of Christ. I need all of Jesus, and all of Jesus includes his body. Paul also said to the church at Corinth, but God composed the body. I want us to get a revelation of that today. I want us to go deep with it, wherever you are. The depth of those words. Church, we need each other. We need to meet. We need to be in contact with one another. Whether it be through the various means that we have at our disposal because of some of the restrictions with regard to gathering that are imposed by this pandemic. But we still need one another. We need to be able to connect with one another. We need to be able to give into each other's life. And we need to be able to receive from each other. I need you to feed into my life. So in 2021, I'm going to continue to let the Lord use all of you, all of you, to minister 
to me. I'm going to let the Lord continue to minister, use me to minister to the unsaved and the ungodly and to be a friend to them, like Jesus was. But my counsel, my insight, my grounding, I'm looking at my counselors right now, the body of Christ. That's what we need today. He says, don't walk in those places. Don't sit in the seat of the scornful. You know, I can listen to a lot of things and not comment, but when I hear people begin to run God down or run Jesus down or run the church down, you're going to get an earful from me because now you're talking about my family. You don't run the church down in front of me, but the church is all messed up. Yes, we are messed up, but you also we're the best hope that this world has for anything that's positive, anything that's even remotely looking like unity. We are his body. So no, I'm not going to let anybody comment on my family. And that includes all of you. And that includes the body of Christ. Not in front of me. Because that's where my counsel comes from. Also, to have his blessing revealed in my life, it says in verse 2, I need to saturate myself in the law of the Lord. How many know saturating yourself in the law of the Lord begins with reading it? Gee, Pastor, you're being really profound today. But it doesn't end there. And this is where I think many, even in the body of Christ, become or just come up short. I need to not only read his word, but church, I need to believe his word. I need to walk in his word. I need to understand that what I'm reading isn't just another book. It is life. It is sustenance. It is survival to my spirit. I need to read it. I need to believe it, and here comes the hard part. I need to apply it. Well, I've read the scripture, Pastor, on having an angry temper. I've read it a lot of times, and I believe it. But I still got an angry temper. Then obviously you got to read it again. Until it gets into us, until we can meditate on it day and night. We need to not only read it. He says he delights in the law of the Lord. Just like you and I delight in oxygen. How many of you are grateful for oxygen today? Because if we didn't have it, this message would be really short. It would have ended a while ago without oxygen. Because we wouldn't survive. Same is for his word, church. Without his word, your spirit won't survive. Without his uh, word, our walk with the Lord won't mature. And in fact, not only won't mature, it will decay. We need the word of God to move into our hearts and go deep within us. We are to delight in his word. We need to store his word deep in us. Psalm 119 verse 105 a scripture I'm sure you 
know very well and may even have on a mug or a poster somewhere. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I recommend reading the entire Psalm 119, the longest chapter in the Bible, and every verse talks about the word of God, the entire word of God. Because without his word, I stumble in darkness. Without his word, I'm unable to see clearly. Without his word, you know what? The people in the world want to make people afraid. Without his word, you should be afraid. But with his word, there is light in my path. I can see clearly and I can move forward. So many benefits to being saturated in his word. And one of the benefits One of the tremendous benefits to being saturated in his word is stability. Don't look around. Just look at me. But how many of you have flaky people in your life? Don't look at each other. Flaky people in your life. I told you not to look at each other. Verse 3 says, we'll be like a tree planted by rivers of water. Verse 3 says, that brings forth its fruit in season, whose leaf does not wither. And whatever he does shall prosper. That's a word for 2021. Whatever we do will prosper as we saturate ourselves in the word of God, as we avoid those places of counsel that have no right being a counselor to the people of God and realize that we need his word whose leaf does not wither. Being saturated in his word brings forth fruit in our lives. Being saturated in his worth brings forth prosperity into our lives. Now, if you've been here for any length of time, you know I'm not going to be this name it and claim it, what it's called a prosperity preacher. If you want to come up and pray for a million dollars, I will pray with you. I'll also pray with you tithe if you ever get it. But if you want to come up and pray for a Cadillac, fine. You want to pray for things, that's fine. But also, when I look at prosperity, I want to see prosperity in my walk with the Lord. I want to see prosperity in my prayer life. I want to see prosperity in my relationships with other people. That's also a place where I can prosper by his word. Well, gee, how would his word help me prosper in my relationships? Oh, I don't know. Maybe you'll be kind and loving and do what his word says we're supposed to do. I'm asking the Lord to reveal his word to me more in this year and to reveal himself again as he has done so many times in my life. And if I look at all the revelation I've ever received in my life, it's nearly always been through his word. Through his word, we know him more. Through his word, we understand his love better. We understand the grace that truly covers our entire existence. And we understand through his word 
the times we live in. We live in some messed up times. Not even just the things that are happening and the pandemic issues and the uh, issues of division, whether it be racially or, or, or politically. We just live in messed up times. But even just what passes for common sense, what passes for truth, what passes for reasonable thinking. Like many have said, common sense is not so common anymore. But through his word, we can understand the times we live in. We can understand the seasons that we're in. And no matter what happens in our nation, no matter what happens on this planet, no matter what happens politically, no matter what happens racially, we can look to the hills from whence comes our redemption. My peace is not in that America gets its act together. My peace is in the Prince of Peace, and he has not changed. Through his word, we can truly appreciate all he has done for us. Aren't you glad for what Jesus has done for you? I mean, think for a moment what he's done for you. All the blessings he's brought into your life, the things he's protected you from. Now, some could say, yeah, but I've gone through a lot. Yeah, but you could have gone through a whole lot more. You could have really gone through so much. But he's blessed us. He's given us as, as I was posting on Facebook on New Year's Day, what I'm praying for everyone is that this would be a year of favor, of God's favor, and that we would understand all he's done for us. And one of those things he's done for us is what we're going to celebrate in communion. He died for us. We celebrated at Christmas him coming, but his coming had a purpose. And that purpose is the name of this church, Calvary. That purpose was him coming to be the sacrifice for a debt you and I could never hope to repay. He became a sacrifice and wiped the slate clean. There'll be other people in your life who will remember every mistake you've made and hold it against you. But with Jesus, you are as pure as driven snow. You are clean today by his blood. Hallelujah. We understand what he's done for us. And when we truly, truly understand it, well, Pastor, how do I know when I understand it? It changes you. I can't think about all he's done for me and just live any old way. I can't think about all he's done for me and not acknowledge him. Hiram, why are you so happy? Because Jesus died for me. And then he went even further and rose from the dead that I could have not only eternal life, but a pretty good life here, an abundant life that I can walk in each and every moment. A revelation is what I want today. Now, we often think of revelations as being, show me something new. But I'm of the opinion that it really is inefficient for God to show me something new until I've really gotten all the other things that are old. Until I've really understood all of his word. Why would he give me something new 
when I'm already having trouble embracing the things I got right now? Revelation. God wants to bless you. Blessed is the man. Blessed is the woman. You will be like trees planted like by rivers of water, which means you will always have what you need. You don't have to go to a tree that's planted by a river and water it. There's this never-ending supply. How many know God's power doesn't run out? God's power doesn't experience power shortages. He's always got enough for you and me.